0: A, a great DM will use those numbers as like paint on a canvas. Mm-hmm. And they will paint that perfect picture of what those numbers should mean.
1: Yeah.
0: Welcome to Rolemates, the D and D podcast where I teach my wife and you about Dungeons and Dragons. I'm Greg
2: and I'm Allie. Welcome to session two, episode two.
0: Second is the best.
2: Second is the best. How are you today?
0: I'm doing great. How about you?
2: good. I'm doing pretty good. You look good. (laughs) Thank you. Uh, So if you are new to the podcast uh, every episode I ask my husband a question about Dungeons and Dragons because he knows a lot about Dungeons and Dragons and I don't know very much but I really want to learn. So today my question for you why the hell are there so many dice? There are (laughs) way too many dice in this game. Every time we've tried to play it's so frustrating when you're like, oh, roll for this or that and I pick up the 20-sided dice because that's the one that I associate with D&D the most and you're like, no, 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 you have to use this one or that one. Why are there so many different ones and like, how do you remember which ones you're supposed to use when? Because to me, it just seems completely arbitrary.
0: Well, so Dungeons & Dragons is what's called a D20 game. D twenty tabletop game, Mm -hmm. so the twenty sided dice is the the big Kahuna. Mm -hmm. All right, that's the one that's gonna get the most rolls. To go over how many dice, there's the D four, the D six.
2: So the number is how many sides there are on that. Yes,
0: yes. Everyone on Earth is familiar with the D six because we play it in so many. It's your
2: typical like uh, board game. Yeah, gambling dice.
0: Yeah, so the D four, um, it's like a little triangle. Yeah, they call it the traps because you don't <laughs> want to step on it. Um, the D six is the cube. The then we have the D eight, the D ten, the D twelve, mm-hmm. the D twenty, and the uh, we could call it the D one hundred, but it's a little bit different. Oh my it's God. it's more That's a sphere. Well, <laughs> there's that, but no one uses that. They they use, it's like a modified 10-sided dice. Mm-hmm. Well, with the D100, you would take the the 10-sided dice, mm-hmm. 0, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, and then the quote-unquote D100 dice, it's 10-sided. Mm-hmm. It has double zero, 10, 20, 30,
2: 40, 50, 60,
0: 70, oh, 80, 90. Oh, so it 90. doesn't have 100 sides. No. Oh. No. Unless no unless you're... Well, no. they. I mean, people make them for fun. Oh, okay. But if the DM asks you to roll for, they would say, percentage dice or D100 dice, you would take the D10 mm-hmm. and the D100 and you would roll them both. And you would add the two rolls together. So if you got a 30 on the D100 and a nine mm-hmm. on the D10, it would be 39. Mm-hmm. However, if you got a zero on the D10 mm-hmm. and a 30, it would be 30, Yeah, right? And then the only way to get a hundred would be if you got a zero, zero mm-hmm. and zero. Because, oh. cause, yeah, that would... It wouldn't rep- just be zero? No, because there's no zero oh. in D&D. <laughs> That's um, a pretty positive outlook. Yeah. <laughs> and so to to answer your question, why are there so many dice and what do they all mean? So the D20, the reason why it's so important, um, integral to the game, is the think of the D20 as the... Success or failure dice. Okay. Anytime the DM asks for something that might result in a success or a failure, mm-hmm. like if you're trying to climb the steep side of a cliff. And,
2: or, or in combat and you take a swing at someone.
0: Yeah, or in combat, yeah, you swing at someone with your axe. Um, that's when the DM would say, okay, roll for an attack roll. That's always a d20. Roll an athletics check. That's a skill check. So that's always a d20. And that is matched against either the difficulty check of the skill that the DM has set or the armor class that the monster has to hit it. So the d20 is always a success or fail dice. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, what
2: happens if you get if you roll a ten, right in the middle?
0: A ten could be, mean anything. If the monster's armor class is nine, you succeed. If the if the difficulty check was a five, you would succeed. Um,
2: Those are numbers that you would add.
0: So you would add them to whatever modifiers that you have. Okay. So, if your athletics skill, um, if it had a modifier of plus six because your particular character is, you know, stronger than most, and they're and maybe they have a background where they were a soldier and so they had more proficiency in athletics. Right.
2: So, so you roll a ten. Mm-hmm. Your modifier is a six, so your your roll is now sixteen. Yeah. And if the armor class of the creature is below sixteen, it's a success. If it's above sixteen, it's
0: well. The the difficulty check because you're running a skill. The only reason armor class comes into play is if you're attacking against something.
2: Right. Yeah. That yeah. was the that was my example that I was using.
0: Oh, so that's right. Yeah. So that's where you're thinking. So yeah, everything, uh, skills, attack rolls. Spell attack rolls, your ability scores, all of those have modifiers, right? Because they represent your character that your character is better at certain things and not so good as others Mm -hmm. against an average like person, right? And that's fair because,
2: like, if you and I are playing a ten. role to you would not be the same as a 10 to me just like in real life right any opportunity that one person has is not going to mean the same thing to another person depending on circumstances
0: yeah right it's like if uh we tackled the challenge in the same way so let's say so for instance climbing this cliff face Mm -hmm. if you had a higher strength than me Mm -hmm. and we we matched each other's movements exactly like I climbed on the same footholds as you did. And I grabbed the same like outcroppings of rock as you did. Let's say hypothetically, that is our 10, Mm -hmm. but you are stronger. You have more athletics than me. You still have a better chance of succeeding Mm -hmm. because you are, um, you're better, and also you have more room for error,
2: right because you're better.: I feel like I remember at one point we were playing, and I had to roll the 20-sided dice, the D20 with another I had to roll two two together. Mm-hmm. yeah. so when when would you have to then add another dice or another die to the 2D the D20 blah.
0: so with the with the D20.
2: Isn't that the
0: name of Eminem's band? Oh, it's it's (laughs) D (laughs) twelve. Sorry, Eminem. Um, No, so the you should start an Eminem cover band. (laughs) (laughs) So, you would roll two D twenties if the DM or a rule states that you are rolling at advantage or disadvantage. And advantage is when you roll both d twenties, and you take the higher result.
2: You get an extra shot. You're doubling your chances to get yeah. a better score.
0: Yeah, because maybe um, you're you're in the tavern, and you get into an argument with an NPC mm-hmm. at the at the bar. They think you took his coin purse or something, mm-hmm. and you. And you try to convince them, no, I didn't, but let's, you know, let's calm down. Let's discuss this over a couple of drinks and we'll see about finding your coin purse. And the DM's like, hmm, yeah, this this NPC is very receptive to drinks. So roll that persuasion check at advantage because yeah. you, you spoke to them in the way they wanted to, yeah. you know, yeah. and then disadvantage. Could you
2: also then roll with advantage if, hmm. like, when you're talking to them and you're trying to persuade them that you did, and they're already drunk? Would you could you like do a persuasion check with advantage since they're already kind of wasted?
0: Yeah, you could do that too. Yeah, so it's advantage, um, or even uh, they have like the flanking rule in combat where if you and one of your party members are basically double teaming a single uh, opponent like the, you're you're on one side the your uh, party member is right behind them you're flanking so it's like the opponent's trying to defend against two people mm-hmm. so you would have advantage on your attacks to to um exploit the gaps mm-hmm. in their defense kind of I thing I like
2: that word for this ex- like exploit like you're exploiting a specific a circumstance or a piece of context about right. the situation that right. would, yeah, that would put the outcome in your favor.
0: Yeah, if you're climbing up with the rope and the pythons, your DM might say, "Oh, roll with advantage because you're making your chances of success higher."
2: So, so that's the case where you would roll two d20s at the same time. Is there a circumstance where you? Well,
0: well and there's disadvantage. Okay, so
2: that's the disadvantage. Oh wait, I had another question before we go into disadvantage. Okay, what if you're telling the Mm -hmm. the the player, okay, you're um you're climbing with your rope and everything, so roll uh, two d20s for the advantage. What if both d20s come out as like two or three? You
0: take them. You take the.
2: So then that's just like as I'm just curious of like how you as the dm would uh oh you had a rope but then the rope snapped and you fell to your death.
0: Oh. Like how would you <laughs> no, get No, I mean about I uh, given um, that they
2: had the the advantage.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: But then something has to like kind of uh, go wrong.
0: Yeah, your your palms got too sweaty. Or easy
2: pumps Yeah, yeah damn, that's the second <laughs> <I know. laughs> in this episode.
0: Yeah, your palms got too sweaty, or um, you grip the rope too hard and you cut, or not cut yourself, but you you Kinda like rope burn. Yeah, you got like a rope burn or something, oh. and and it surprised you, and you just like let go of the rope. Yeah, that,
2: that would really suck. Okay, yeah. So tell me about then disadvantage. You roll mm-hmm. half a die.
0: No, you you <laughs> still roll both twenty sided dice, mm-hmm. but you take the lower result.
2: Oh, that yeah. makes a lot more sense than what I said.
0: Yeah, so disadvantage might come into play where if you're knocked onto the ground and you're prone, any attacker within five feet of you, they have advantage on their attacks against you
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you have disadvantage on your attacks against them.
1: Mm-hmm. So it's
0: like you would need to stand up before you can just roll out a normal number, yeah. or with one dice, or if you let's say your party is trying to convince a um, a sailor, a uh, ship captain, to let you onto their ship, but you don't you don't have enough money, but you're willing to work, and you your party tried persuading them before, mm-hmm. and and one of them lied but they failed their deception check. Mm. Any attempts to persuade that captain after would probably be rolled with disadvantage because now sense. the captain's guard is up
1: mm-hmm.
0: and stuff like that. Or if you yeah.
2: if you offered that same guy a drink to talk about his coin purse, but he was like the preacher of the local church. Yeah. He was like, yeah. What kind of
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. Are you? <laughs>
2: That'd be really funny. Cool. Okay, so that makes a lot more sense. So are there any other like special roles that you use for the D twenty
0: initiative? That that would be so. Initiative is so that's when
2: everyone. Wait, I think I know this. Okay, one. so that's when you you're about to go into a um an encounter, mm-hmm. and everyone, all the players roll, and then depending on the numbers, that's the order in which your turns get taken. Yes, yeah. So the person with the highest roll goes first. The person with the lowest roll goes last right yeah
0: right so i mean we watched
2: critical role the other day i remember that
0: (laughs) yeah and 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 so in some ways that's an example of a success or failure in in some way in that it's like oh you succeed in you know going first it places you on
2: some spectrum of yeah, yeah
0: yeah that's the best way actually to think of the d20 because even if you roll that two or that three mm-hmm. um, when you're trying to climb the, the cliff, a, a good DM doesn't always say you just succeed mm. or you fail. There could be um, a failure, but in a way you don't expect, like not that you, oh, fall off the cliff, but you get tangled up in the rope. Mm. Or like if you roll a natural 20, which would be like a critical success, you and you're trying to convince a noble of mm-hmm. something, you're trying to persuade them. The noble, everyone has a certain threshold where, or a certain tolerance where it's like, okay, I'm willing to give them room and board, I'm willing to feed them and stuff like that, but I'm not going to give them, you know, treasure from my treasure <laughs> vault. You know, because they rolled a critical success. like, Or I'm not willing to divulge all of my secrets Mm -hmm. kind of thing just because they have a a silver tongue or whatever. So it's best to think of it um, that there is a spectrum of success and failure Mm -hmm. and that a 20 doesn't always mean, oh, you succeed at everything, you win the game, or uh, one doesn't mean, Oh well, you failed, so you 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 fell off the cliff. It was only it's only twenty feet, but a dragon appeared under you and opened its mouth. Oh, yeah. yeah, which some DMs <laughs> too, so wrong harsh. wrongfully so have yeah. have done.
2: <laughs> which like it makes me think of with in improv the kind of golden rule of improv when you're improving with another person is the yes and. Rule, yeah. right where right. everything you do or say you're supposed to set up the other person for opportunity or success and you're supposed to agree with everything that they've said to keep everything moving forward so like it would suck if you know you rolled the one on that cliff and the dm is like oh well you fell to the ground and both your legs broke <laughs> and then you yeah. as the player would be like well, what do I do now? <laughs> like, I'm. This is a terrible situation. But like, yeah, if you do a thing of like, oh, well, you got really tangled up in the ropes, you have options, right? You can call for help. You can, oh, do I have a dagger that I could maybe try to pull out and c- cut my way? F-? Like, you have options to be able to solve yeah. the problem that you're in, but it's not this like close-ended, well, sorry, you yeah. you're totally screwed because that's what the dice say. You know, like, I feel like I've heard you tell stories about playing with the kids at school and, like, the party ends up just two steps away from everyone, like, dying. And a good DM <laughs> has to, like, figure out, okay, well, I, I don't want to just kill the entire party because that, that's the end of the game. So, like, how can I...
0: Yeah, my interest isn't in, like, killing the... Kill- my interest isn't running the game as is. I spend a lot of time making my stories. I. It would suck if the party just dies and doesn't experience it and, yeah. and it would suck for me because it's, it's always a waste my of time, time. but at, at the same time if the party wants to do something really really stupid then I can't <laughs> help it must
1: be consequences
0: or if one person if one person wants to do something really stupid like I'm not going to punish the whole group yeah. I mean there there might be there'll be serious consequences for the rest of the group.
2: And I feel like that's a good lesson learned because if one person mm-hmm. does something really stupid and all the other people are at minimum inconvenienced, right? Like mm-hmm. they feel the repercussions. That's Then you have a situation where all the other players are looking at that one person of like, dude, chill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I feel like that's an easier way to kind of... Uh, calm down that kind of insane behavior playing style <laughs> yeah if, well, if other people are also policing them in a way you know
0: yeah and i mean and this goes a little bit back to alignments where some people some players are like oh well that's what my character would do Yeah. well no check out, check
1: out
2: episode one for more discussion <laughs> yeah. on alignments
0: well no like your your character Just because they're lawful good or chaotic neutral or whatever, they're still in an adventuring party for a reason. Like that, that doesn't mean you invite unwelcome attention. You know, just because you're a rogue doesn't mean you go around stealing from everyone. Um, You know, if you're a kleptomaniac, then that's one thing. But then, the group has to come together and say, "Okay, this person has serious problems. <laughs> what are we going to do about them?" Oh you know.
2: My okay, so so we we've been talking about the D twenty. Yeah. So let's let's look at one of the other. What so what what's the circumstance in which you would roll the D four?
0: Well, before we get into that, um, I think it's important to just say that D and D is full of random chance, mm-hmm. and that's intentional because if every if every score was static mm-hmm. you know if oh i have a plus 5 modifier to my to shooting a bow and arrow then you as the player know every time what mm-hmm. you are going to hit and what you are not going to hit yeah. and when you do hit this thing you know exactly how much damage you're going to mm-hmm. do or not do cuz
2: then it's just plugging in formulas yeah, and right there's no inventiveness or creativeness
0: right or so that all, moment when you yeah. roll low
2: and then you have to like you're looking at the dm of like oh crap like what are they right like, what's going to happen
0: right so every every zombie becomes the same every hag becomes the same every dragon becomes the same so um the the creators they wanted to use probability mm-hmm. and so the best way to think about these excluding the d100 because those are for very large probabilistic um, options um, for for very improbable events mm-hmm. that's what the d100s for so like the the wild magic sorcerer for example they have a special ability that whenever they cast a spell they roll um, they roll a 20 mm-hmm and they roll it again to see if they if their wild magic activates. And their wild magic is just an assortment of random stuff. And they would roll a d100 to to see if one of these random things happen, like they grow a beard, or they turn invisible, or they teleport somewhere, or the fireball spell gets cast accidentally somewhere, <laughs> kind of thing. That's where d100s kind of fall under usually it's a dm thing Mm -hmm. but sometimes the player will get it but for uh for the other dice the d12 10 8 6 4 those dice um the easiest the easiest scenarios to think about is with weapons Mm -hmm. because not every weapon is the same You know, uh, shortbow is not gonna do the same amount of damage as a glaive. Holding a spear with one hand is not gonna do the same amount of damage as holding the spear with two hands. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, holding it with one hand, that's a D6. With two hands, that's a D8. Um, Holding a, uh, like a, a whip, is not gonna do as much damage as like a greatsword. So the it's it's best to think that the lower the lower end of the dice, mm-hmm. at least for weapons, are for those like um quote unquote they're not weaker weapons. They're, there's only
2: so much range of damage that they could. do.
0: Yeah, okay. per per strike. You know, like the great weapons, like the great sword, the maul, the uh, battle axe. Those are on the higher end of the spectrum because you're carrying them with two hands. They're up close and personal. You know, so for the great sword and the maul, that's two d sixes, and for the battle axe, that's a d twelve. Now why they did that? Wait. <laughs> yeah.
2: Two, it's two D sixes. That's twelve. So why not just roll the D twelve?
0: I don't know why that <laughs> was the case. That's oh, silly. What I think because it so balance also plays a role here. And um the the I believe it's the half orc. I believe it's the half work that they have a special ability with battle axes that like increases the the number of d12 dice that you roll kind of thing that they don't have with like great swords or mauls so i think that's a very special case um but like the whip is a d4 a dagger is a d4 so you, you would know.
2: so if if we're playing and we're in combat <laughs> Where if I'm fighting a, a goblin, mm-hmm. and I have a dagger, and I want to lunge and try to stab the goblin, you would tell me to roll a d4.
0: No, I'd say roll, make an attack roll, which would be the d20.
2: So that would tell me the spectrum, the level of success or failure. If I miss, if I hit, etc. And then I would roll the d4 to say how much damage. If I if I succeeded, mm-hmm. if I didn't miss, right, I would roll a d4 to tell me how much damage I did. Right.
1: Okay. Yeah.
2: So the okay, so the d4 I can kind of understand. That's like, yeah, your your minimal attack weapons. I'm still confused about two d6s and a d12. So <laughs> we'll
0: get up there. So uh, the d4, yeah, it's like the minimal attack weapons. Um, there's a little bit of balance involved because you can throw daggers Mm -hmm. and the whip has a 10 foot reach Mm -hmm. um so it's like you contrast that with like the short sword which is a d6 Mm -hmm. the if you have a 10 foot reach with a whip you can kind of like skirmish around um enemies from a 10 foot range Mm -hmm. and still hit them whereas like a short sword you get a little bit more into danger, but the trade-off is you're doing a little bit more damage. Mm-hmm. Um, short bow is a D6. Long bow is a D8. Um, so these
2: are all just the rules that the books say.
0: Yeah, and I mean, they're basing it on the strength and the usefulness of the weapons in general. Like A long sword is going to do far more damage if you hit than, you know, a dagger mm-hmm. kind of thing. Of course, yeah, you can kill someone with a dagger and you can kill someone with a longsword. But um that would be a discussion of hit points and and what hit points actually represent. Because mm-hmm. you doing damage to the opponent's hit points or them doing damage to your hit points doesn't really reflect them actually hitting you mm-hmm. like if i if if you attack me with a long sword and you hit it doesn't mean you cleaved into my shoulder what it could mean is that the the hit was um it was so close that i really had to strain myself to block it or to dodge mm-hmm. out of the way, like hit points aren't just health, but it's also your endurance mm-hmm. over time. And it's like, if you think of it like, yeah, you might get a, an actual hit here and there, but you're also getting tired. And as your mm-hmm. hit points are winding down, that's when like a fatal strike could hit you yeah. kind of thing. That makes sense. You know, so it's like the long sword, which is a D8, is like four times The length of a dagger, so that window of the long sword possibly hitting you, those near misses Mm. is greater.
2: So simply put, D twenty is for your spectrum of success to failure. Mm -hmm. And then all the other ones below that are dependent on what weapon you're using.
0: Right. And then
2: Oh, that's so simple. Yeah,
0: it's very simple. (laughs) So it's simple for the weapons. Then on the other end you have the classes, whenever you gain a level in a certain class, you can either choose the average amount of hit points to increase mm-hmm. as you level or you can roll for your hit points and depending on your class, you would have different dice. So like a barbarian, their um, their dice is a D12, mm-hmm. whereas a wizard is a D6. Mm-hmm. I believe. Oh. No, it's a D. Oh,
2: we're we're pulling out the book. Yeah, yeah, pulling out the book. So this is this is a, an instance in which having we talked um an episode or two ago about being familiar or looking through the player's handbook before you play. So this is a good uh, yeah, yeah. If yeah. you if you've decided on your class, like knowing what you're knowing what this value is out of the player's handbook. Yeah, I got so...
0: it. Yeah, barbarian is yeah, a D twelve, wizard is a D six, um, and then the the other classes kind of fall in that range because if this represents your health, you know, a barbarian's gonna be working out. They're gonna be, you know. Buff. Yeah, getting buff and jacked and,
2: and then a the wizard is just a, a weak scrawny y-
0: Yeah, limp wristed <laughs> oh, <shit. laughs> book flipping wizard. Um so so th- those those hit they call them hit dice, those represent your character's um overall constitution increase and it's like yeah if if you gain a level as a barbarian and you're rolling and you get like a a two Mm -hmm. and the wizard rolls a six like you know that that's just that's just how it happened but on average the barbarian is going to um get a higher number than the wizard over time um but but then this goes back to it's a game of probability. Like what if as a barbarian you continuously roll 12s or like 10 or more or whatever on your hit dice, you're going to get so much beefier. But I think what's great is that this means you can't really. There's a certain level of planning that goes into the character creation, mm-hmm. but you you can't plan for everything yeah completely.
2: So much of it is luck you know? and chance. And I
0: and I think what's great about that is that that adds to your ability to improvise. Mm-hmm. Because you cannot you can't count on your attack doing the maximum damage every time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, sometimes you are gonna roll that one and it's like yeah that zombie needed like two more damage to, to fall mm-hmm. and then they knock you out and your party has to you know deal with that mm-hmm. so it's like you you can't actively plan so that's weapons hit dice you also have like with healing potions you might have like oh you roll 4d4 or 64 like depending on the level of the potion kind of thing um well, what is
2: that i don't know. you lost me like
0: four four sided dice
2: Yeah. so you roll it four times yeah and what and then you add all those yeah you together. add
0: them all up and and that's how much you heal
2: okay why not mm-hmm. just roll a d12 and a d4
0: the more dice that are actually rolled the higher the average actually is. Oh. Yeah, so if you think of it with a D4, the average roll you'll get is a 2.5, right. okay? With two D4s, that would be five mm-hmm. as an average. And then with three D4s, that would be 7.5, mm-hmm. right? With a D12, your average is 6.5. Mm. So they're kind of skewing it into the player's favor, nice, or okay. the DM's favor, depending. Um,
2: so a healing potion wouldn't just automatically have like, I mean, I'm I'm thinking of like a video game potion where like, yeah, this restores it's X a number.
0: Well, uh, think about think about this. Someone needs to make the healing potion, mm-hmm. and so the the health potion, like let's say it's a potion of greater healing. Not all potions of greater healing are the same because the person that made them maybe they 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 didn't add the exact amount of ingredients. It's like cooking, you know, like you don't.
2: That's that's like such a level of detail.
0: Yeah, but it but it's something people don't think about because they just see the those dice numbers, Mm -hmm. and to to a lot of players and and even DMs, they're just thinking, oh, just roll forty four. But it's like if all of those were ones. Then this is some serious watered down health <laughs> potion, you know. Like maybe this, maybe this person is skimming off the top yeah. or something, and and maybe yeah, that's something to investigate. <laughs> yeah, or like with the great sword being two d six versus the battle axe, the battle axe average dice would be a uh, a six point five, mm-hmm. whereas the great sword would be a seven point five. I think. Not only with the whole half orc thing that they have a special thing with battle or not battle axes, great axes. Mm-hmm. They have a special thing with great axes. I also think a great sword and a maul are easier weapons to wield mm-hmm. than a great axe, because um, the great sword you have the blade going through the whole thing, mm-hmm. through the through the length of the weapon. The maul is this giant hammer. So it's like if you're hitting something, it's getting hurt no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, whereas the great axe, it's a much smaller double blade at the top Mm -hmm. that there's more room for missing Mm -hmm. or, or not, uh, or less room, less precision, Mm -hmm. I feel, in that weapon Mm -hmm. than, than the others. Um, So, yeah, so like you have like healing potions in spells, fireball be like roll 66, Mm -hmm. or depending on, and here's where it gets interesting with spells, you can cast the spell at a higher level because you have spell slots, you have level one spells, level two spells, all the way up to level nine. Mm -hmm. Now, a Uh, a character that is low level isn't gonna have access to those higher level spells, Mm -hmm. right? Um, But as they gain levels, the the creators don't want the spells Mm -hmm. that you've already learned to become obsolete. So some spells you can cast at a higher level and if those are damage spells or healing spells, they say, oh, add an additional dice mm. for each level you, higher that you cast it okay. you know or like um with a uh like a cantrip mm-hmm. or some uh, eldritch blasts it's like the warlock cantrip it's you fire one beam at a creature and it does one d10 damage mm-hmm. but once you reach certain levels it adds two beams or three beams or four beams and um each of those do one d10 mm-hmm. so it's you're adding you're adding more dice to that single spell mm-hmm. you know what? what's great with D is mm-hmm. that if you know how to if you know how to read if you know how to look at the index mm-hmm. kind of thing you can find all the rules and it's and it's clear cut. What mm-hmm. what makes it tricky is decision making. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's where players get tripped up is making the decisions. Mm-hmm. But once you've made that decision, it's, you just follow the rules. Yeah. You know, on the character sheet, it will tell you exactly what amount of dice to roll for this attack. Yeah. Um,
2: and it also like, I know in the games that we played, one of the things that frustrates me is like how slowed down the game gets when you have to figure out okay i want I wanna do this, so like what are the what do I need to roll, and then what do I need to add to that and like the other day when we were watching um we started watching some critical role mm-hmm. and then we watched the one shot with Vin Diesel chef's kiss excellent. <laughs> um. And it was just so fast, like it was so fast paced, it was so quick, like everyone just knew exactly what to do and what to roll and had everything figured out. And like that's always the thing that frustrates me about playing. It's like I don't mm. I don't know what dice to roll off the top of my head. And so I have to figure that out. And yeah. I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like once you if you can like nail down the rules, like the the more black and white aspects of it, like the dice. Then it's yeah. just the making the decisions part which, if you look at it in the right way, it can be really fun because you're you're weighing your options and right right you know, and I think you're being strategic, you're being sneaky, whatever yeah
0: and and I think, um, as a dungeon master for a new player, just say d twenty unless I say something else. Mm d20 because that is the dice roll because it's like if you miss an attack you don't need to roll those other dice yeah i would know? even
2: say well yeah i guess you're right like i w- i wish somebody had said to me d20 but if you if we're doing combat and you end up using a weapon and being successful mm-hmm. then we're gonna look like giving a generalized concept of when we're gonna pull out the other dice more frequently.
0: Yeah, I would... I would. Um, so at like, least
2: I know,
1: mm-hmm.
0: at
2: least I'm c- kind of prepared, yeah. like, oh, that hit was successful. I know I have to roll another die. Which one do I have to roll? Or if I only have one weapon, like say I'm using a dagger exclusively, I know that I'm, yeah, I'm going to reach I, for that
0: D4. I would encourage players to kind of arrange, like organize their dice to, like, look at your character sheet, see which which attacks do I have? Which ones am I gonna rely on most? Mm-hmm. You have your D20 in the spot that's most accessible and then you organize your dice based on priority. Mm-hmm. Cause some some players might not use a D12 ever. Yeah, You know, it just won't come into play unless the DM ha- invents some <laughs> reason. reason yeah. You know, but Also, there are special class abilities that might say, oh, like the Bard is a perfect example. Um, Bardic Inspiration, Mm -hmm. they get a number of D6s Mm -hmm. that they can give to another player Mm -hmm. so that when they roll like their D20, they can add a D6 to that roll Mm -hmm. to Potentially turn that into a success. Cool. You know, or the wizard has um, the portent ability, where it's like at the beginning of, um, at the beginning of a game day. Mm-hmm. You know, so you wake up, you roll, um, you roll for it, and you write down. You roll. You you make two rolls, and you write down those numbers. And at some point in the day, you can choose. To use one of those numbers <laughs> for the rolls, because that's part of the divination school of mm-hmm. magic. So it's like you're kind of seeing into the future, sort of cool. thing. Um, so yeah, for for I feel like that's the like you know one of the biggest um, pitfalls for for players and dice is you know I think the the table needs to help the player kind of organize. Mm-hmm. Their d- like the more organization you have, the better. Yeah. Um, D&D Beyond has taken immense steps to the point where if, if you have a character sheet on D&D Beyond, you can literally click on, oh, Knowledge Arcana, click on that plus four, it will roll a dice for you, mm-hmm. add that four. Hmm. And that is your dice. Or, you know, click on that 2d6 for your greatsword. It will roll 2d6, add whatever modifiers to it, and that's your roll. Like, D&D Beyond has made it so simple. Um, Which
2: kind of, I was going to ask you, like, when I think of, you know, a video game, like a Skyrim or a, a Bloodborne or something where you have lots of these... Um, it is it is kind of D&D-ish where you have these encounters and you're fighting things, you're going through dungeons, you're, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't have all this, right? You pull out a weapon and you you just use it and it does however much damage it does. You pull out a health potion to heal and it just works like it does. It, it hits the, the amount of increased health that it, it hits. Do you think that it is a... Do you think that having this more complex system of like adding different things together and using different dice for different circumstances do you think that that's a benefit of the game considering how confusing it can be to new players or do you think that it is a it's like a hindrance
0: hindrance. i think i think it's overall a benefit because Mm -hmm. it it generates this excitement there's this like am i going to roll a 20 am i am i gonna roll enough to make this a success mm-hmm. is this gonna be a catastrophic failure um you know when someone roll like when someone attacks with that great sword and they roll a critical hit and define what
2: a critical hit so
0: is. so in combat i mean so normally even outside of combat a 20 is a, is a success it communicates a success. In some way, and it should be a success that is more meaningful than just, you know, rolling an 18 or mm-hmm. whatever. But in combat with a critical hit, when you roll that, when you roll a 20, you take the number of dice that you would roll for the damage and double it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Or um, some tables will say, roll the same number of dice, add your modifiers, and then just double the damage. Right. Yeah you know, and so when you roll that critical hit and then, you know, you roll 2d6 and you get both fives or whatever, and you double that damage plus whatever modifiers and you just end up doing like 25, like 25- yeah, it's, <laughs> or um if you're playing a Paladin, mm-hmm. which, um, I mean, we'll get into classes, but like a Paladin, they have a power where it's Divine Smite. They can sacrifice their spell slots Mm -hmm. to add a D8 to their damage when they hit with an attack. Mm -hmm. And they, depending on the level of spell slot, that's extra D8. So if they sacrifice a fifth level spell, Mm -hmm. that's five D8s that they add to their damage. When they hit with an attack, mm-hmm. so paladins are ca- typically called the boss killers because, <laughs> like, if you roll that critical hit and you can choose when to do the divine smite, you roll that critical hit. Let's say with your your greatsword, that's two d six plus your damage modifier, which will probably be a plus five. Divine smite dropping like a third level spell that's three d eights. On top of that, mm-hmm. and then you double that, <laughs> you're probably going to kill that boss yeah. in one or two rounds, and it's like that is just an incredible feeling yeah. to but do. But I mean, you get have. that in
2: video, like when you. <laughs> I'm I'm like kind of being devil's advocate here because I I totally understand what you're saying, but I'm trying to just kind of pick pick it apart. You get that when you um you know when you're playing something like Pokemon and you get.
0: You get Uh, critical hits. Yeah, Yeah. you get
2: critical hits where it's like the (laughs) there's a there's a random probability of that. Like Mm -hmm. you don't do anything special, but like yeah, sometimes you do an attack and it just like goes above and beyond and it's it you know destroys the other person. Um, so like I don't know. It just seems like couldn't there be a way to have all of this with less complexity?
0: No, because I feel. Well, I mean, there is. I think it would just be a more boring game because Mm -hmm. I feel like more complexity means more things that you can exploit in the game. Mm -hmm. There's more ways to think about things. Because, so for example, um, I could do my divine smite Mm -hmm. or whatever against this, this boss. Or... I could shove them off this cliff and do a D6 worth of damage for every ten feet that they fall. You know.
2: Well, you can just make that up and decide to do that.
0: No, like that's in the game rules. Like uh, oh. a creature will take. Um, for every ten feet they fall, it'll be a one d six worth of damage. So it's like you can exploit those things. Or let's say I don't want to kill this person because we need to interrogate them or we need to bring them wherever. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm gonna use my I'm gonna use my fists instead of like my sword. Mm-hmm. You know, so it it allows for extra creativity, you also, players also feel the weight of different effects, like they know that fireball is way more powerful than acid splash Mm -hmm. because of the numerical representation of the dice, but it's also like, oh, maybe my, my fireball had terrible aim, and didn't do as much damage, but my acid splash was like head on, and I rolled like the maximum number of dice. Yeah, so it, it makes no. it
2: more. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Spontaneous.
0: Yeah, spontaneous. And the DM can the DM can take that and run with it because it's like, oh, they threw you threw the fireball, but you you threw a little bit too too long, and so where it exploded, the enemy was just at the edge of the explosion, mm-hmm. whereas. The acid splash, you threw right in their face. Yeah. You know, because you roll, and, and so it's like, it's not just about the number that you rolled, but the image that it produces. Yeah. So we go back. Because otherwise,
2: yeah. otherwise, you're just kind of playing Battleship. Right. Where it's like, it hit, it missed. Yeah. <laughs>
0: so it's like, if the if the cleric does cast Cure Wounds on you, maybe the cleric, like, and they rolled, you know they they got like five, you know, out of all those dice rolls. The DM could easily say like, oh, the your character was very exhausted when they're casting that spell. But then if, you know, the Celestial Warlock comes and heals you for like 15, mm-hmm. you know, the Warlock was calm. They were meditating. They, you know, they said all the right words and stuff like that. So it's... Once you get into the mindset that you are living through a story, the numbers are just, a, a, a great DM will use those numbers as like paint on a canvas. Mm-hmm. And they will paint that perfect picture of what those numbers should mean, yeah. kind of thing. Uh, it's just, um, as a new player, it's like you wanna get all the rules right. But mm-hmm. I mean, you saw me, I just pulled up the book. <laughs> for- <laughs> So yeah, I, I think the game is better off for its complexity. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like more complex games. It it's just it's just time you take to So so you know. would
2: you ever play a video say say they redid Bloodborne, <laughs> mm-hmm. but you had to roll you had to stop and roll like like a D and D. Do you think do you think video games would be better if they added more of a system like this where you had to compound different factors in order to create a result rather than just, you know, being able to button mash x and destroy the boss.
0: Well, I mean, there's it really just depends on how fun they can make the game because yeah. um you know, a lot of Japanese RPGs the uh, the amount of damage you do, or whether or not there's a critical hit, or whether or not you hit, is a random number number generator, mm-hmm. um, and I mean they still manage to make it fun, I think as far as like. Because so there's like a psychological thing involved. If I had to roll dice on a video game, mm-hmm. it would not be as fun with D anD D because with D anD D you're physic like you can hold the dice, you can yeah. physically roll them. Like they're, you know, humans. We have this tactile need to manipulate things, mm-hmm. um, whereas like in a in a video game, um, it's. If if there was some other means of you had to randomly pick numbers or something like that, I would not represent that in the form of dice Mm -hmm. because I know how dice feel in real life and I feel like it would just be weird. Yeah. Yeah, On a on a game.
2: And also like with a video game, no matter what you do, I mean you have these open ended, like life is strange, like uh detroit like where you can make lots of decisions and stuff like that but at the end of the day the game is determined like there are options there are endings that are determined for you you cannot create something brand new um whereas in in D, &D, it's like you can there's only a set potential number of outcomes when you roll the dice you know you roll d20 Mm -hmm. you're only going to get between zero and 20 um But there's an infinite number of possibilities as far as like what your DM is going to interpret out of that.
1: Right. right.
2: Which I feel like to me, that's what makes it worthwhile to have to learn all the things and take the time to do it because you're going to get a rabbit pulled out of a hat. Like you're going to get something that you could not have expected versus in a video game. It's like, okay, I, I know that. It goes of goes back to what we were talking about before. Like, I know that if I end up rolling this, like, you'd probably be able to eventually predict if I roll this, this is what's going to happen, because that's how software works. Yeah, <laughs> you know they have to program in a response to a input. Um, so yeah, I feel like that would, and then you're gonna end up with like people putting those up online, so you would like you could just go on Reddit and find out like, all right, if I if I roll this, this is what I'm gonna get, and that takes all the fun out of it. Yeah, yeah.
0: Or it's like, um, well, here's where it gets so really interesting. Let's say you roll uh, a natural twenty, and it's mm-hmm. a critical hit against a werewolf with your um, with your longsword, mm-hmm. and then you roll, you know, you roll a d eight, mm-hmm. and add your modifiers or whatever, and you double the damage, and the DM says. You didn't even scratch its skin. And the players, but we did, I did so much damage. And you realize that the werewolf has immunity to non-silvered weapons. Mm. And so you're taking the again the expectation the that excitement and now you're turning it into fear because yeah. <laughs> you're unprepared oh my gosh. you know and you wouldn't and you know so it's, it's
2: i mean it is kind of like that feeling of like what were we watching today where like the new dark souls game on ps5 when he attacked
0: oh, that Demon's boss yeah. and it
2: made the 80s yeah. chink in there <laughs> yeah like Wait, what? Yeah.
0: So, um, yeah, you play. You, it's another thing to play with for the yeah. DM to to use, and and I think that's important for the game.
2: Yeah. Alrighty. So, we're gonna go ahead and and end it there. I have a much better understanding now. Thank you. Oh, great. How the de- like? I feel like if we play again in the future, I'm not making any promises. Next session. If we play, I will a lot more confident and i'll be able to line up my dice properly and now i understand why people spend a ton of money on like cute fancy sparkly sets of or dice. Dice, oh like dice or
0: gold dice like solid gold dice or yeah i've been looking at a lot of there's like, some intense
2: instagram accounts where they're like see-through and they put like flowers oh yeah in the oh yeah God, so... okay cool cool well thank you so much for listening to us ramble on about dice for 50 minutes if you liked anything that we just said or even if you didn't and you take issue with anything we said go ahead and leave us a review on whatever platform you're listening to this on please subscribe so that you get new episodes we are publishing a session every single monday so if you subscribe you'll definitely get those and as of this being recorded we have a website it's called RollmatesPodcast.com, and you can get transcripts there it's mostly what it's there for is transcripts you can also listen to the episodes but yeah all the transcripts are there which um might make it a little easier for you to enjoy the episode if that's something that you enjoy
0: yeah we'll we'll play next time
2: probably not we're not gonna play
0: oh we don't play
2: we don't play on this podcast
0: (laughs) why are we even talking about dice
2: (laughs) (laughs) so that when we do play and when other people play it makes more sense Okay, Okay.
0: it is about other people.
2: It is about other people. All right, other people, we'll see you next time. (laughs) Bye.
1: Bye.